Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, I've got a message entitled, Jesus Has Made Me Free. Oh, my, I cannot wait for you to hear this message. We had a dynamic time in the Word of God today. Jesus has made you free, and I cannot wait for you to hear this message in its entirety. So, don't forget to log on to our website at www www.kingdomrock.org. It is there you can find today's message and so much more. And while you're there on the website, don't forget to check out KRTV. Ah, just click the tab and you'll find out more information. We'd love to see you there. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message and it is entitled, Jesus Has Made Me Free, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Felt like I haven't been up here in a long time. Were we here last Sunday? No, we weren't. No, I was in another church last Sunday, wasn't I? I was here. Well, see? You see? Praise the Lord. Uh, uh, okay, before that, praise the Lord. That's how we get by with a little help from our friends. All right, well, uh, if you guys are ready to get to the rich word of the Lord, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for this day. And we, Lord, we just celebrate you today. We just honor you and we glorify you. And Lord, we, um, Lord, we pray for those that are here today and those that are not here. Uh, Brother Gene and Diana, Lord God, we pray for them. Uh, and Sister Rosie that is not here uh, this morning feeling under the weather. Father, we pray for them all that they would receive healing and deliverance in Jesus' mighty name. And Lord, for all those that, uh, that I did not mention that are not here today, Lord, we pray for them. We pray, Lord God, that even right now, some of them may be sleeping in their beds. But Father, we pray that right now that you would touch them that you would uh, heal them and deliver them. And Lord, I pray that for all that came out this morning, uh, that braved the the cool element to come out, that left their home. Father, I pray today that you would richly bless them and that you would speak to your people prophetically. Let them know, Lord God, what thus saith the Lord. Breathe on us today. Breathe on us today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. All right, well, uh, again, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we're now in part number six of the series entitled Freedom. Part number six. If you have not heard parts five, four, three, two, or one, I would encourage you to go and get those uh, CDs, get the online media, and make sure that you hear it. Well, as we've been doing in the series, we've been starting with a confession uh, every week uh, while, we, while we have been in the series. So we're going to do that confession again today. So if you would say with me, you can stand if you like or just continue to be seated. It's up to you. But I want you to say it with authority because it's actually true. Amen. Amen. Let's go. Today I declare the decree. I am an overcomer. I am a new creation created in Christ Jesus to do good works. I am free from the bondages of religion, sin, and death. I am a child of the Most High God. I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. I will thrive, increase, and be a blessing to those around me. 
I have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Therefore, I shall reign in life through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. You may take your seats. Now we're going to go ahead and look again at John 8. Some of you may remember we've been looking at John 8 verses 21 through 36 for quite some time. Uh, The King James Version, this is how it reads. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, you cannot come. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because uh, he saith, whether I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Then said they unto him, who art thou? And Jesus uh, saith unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake uh, to them of the father. Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the son of man, then shall ye know that I am he. And that I do nothing of myself, but as my father hath taught me, I speak these things. Verse 29, and he that sent me is with me. The father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Now, I believe we stopped here in verse number 31. So we're going to continue uh, part six here, starting at verse 31. And this is how it reads. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall what? Make you free. Verse 33. They answered him. Um, we be Abraham's seed and were never be were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou ye shall be made free? Verse 34, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever uh, committeth sin is the servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. So we're going to be looking at uh, verses 31 through 36. We're going to be zooming in and really, really, really getting into this today. And uh, if there is something there you did not understand, I believe today by the spirit that you will understand and you will be able to assimilate this information into your life and it will become a part of you and you'll eat the fruit of it. Amen. So verse 31 really talks about, he said, if you continue in my word. Now, we're going to leave this verse on the screen for a while. So those of you that uh, did not come with the Bible today, you'll be able to see it and uh, take copious notes. I'm, thank, I'm thankful as well that you're taking notes. Uh, verse 31 says, again, if you continue in his word, then you'll be his disciple indeed, and you will know truth. This is such an empower, uh, such an empowering statement. Now, notice we said, as we said before, it starts off with the word if, which means it's conditional. It's your choice. It's your choice whether to continue in his word or not. 
It's your choice. Uh, so if you decide to do that, the Lord said, if you continue in his word, basically, you're going to be exposed to an intimate knowledge of the truth. By continuing in his word and the word continue there also means to abide by abiding in the word of God, by continuing in his word, you will be exposed to an intimate knowledge of truth. Uh, how things really are, we can say, or the true reality that lies beyond the realm of human understanding and perception. It is the hidden wisdom of God that is made available to those who continually, uh, who, those who continually abide in his word. Let me say that again. When you choose to abide in God's word, he will expose you to truth. He will give you an intimate understanding of truth, how things really are. The true reality of things that lie beyond the understanding, the realm or scope of human reasoning. He will walk you into hidden wisdom and hidden realities. Things that man, fallen man, cannot comprehend. This is how the Lord Jesus, I'm so grateful because Jesus is our example, our true example. He's the prototype, if you will, the first son, the son who will uh, lead many others into sonship. He understood hidden realities and hidden perceptions. This is why he was able to walk on the water. This is why he was able to speak to the wind and the waves. This is why demons responded when he spoke and cast them out. This is why sickness and disease had to go when he was there in the presence because he understood something that they all did not. He walked in a deeper understanding of truth. Hallelujah. And the Bible says very plainly that Jesus himself is truth. Jesus identified himself as being the way, the truth, and the life. The law came by Moses, we'll understand that, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So he gives us an opportunity. He's talking to the believers. Say, say believers. Say believers. Say believers. Now, this is this whole conversation here is to believers. So if you believe in Jesus, then God has given you an invitation to understand things that the carnal mind, your natural mind cannot comprehend. Isn't that exciting? This is an invitation to understand uh, the true reality that be that lies that lies beyond uh, the human understanding or the scope or our perception as he will walk you into hidden wisdoms of God. And now when you know truth, the Bible says that truth that you know and are exposed to and have an intimate relationship will cause you to be free. Hallelujah. No longer bound. No more chains holding me. Oh, my soul is resting. It's such a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm free. Hallelujah. Now, the only reason that people are bound today is because they have not been exposed to truth. Amen. So, now, we've asked the question before. Jesus said you're going to be made free. 
And the uh, Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, they asked him there, what do you mean be made free? Free from what is the answer, rather is the question there. And we're going to look at that today, free from what? And uh, what it means, and you see there at the bottom, what it means to be made free indeed. Oh, this is so, so powerful. Free from what? Free from the slavery of sin. Jesus said, uh, whosoever committed sin is the slave of sin. Free from what? Free from the slavery of sin. It is our attraction to wrongdoings, to wrong thinking, to wrong believing that holds us in bondage. This attraction is held together by chains of deception and it is empowered by the law, empowered by a religious system. No, I've just said a whole mouthful there. I pray you get the CD, get the tape. Well, we don't make tapes anymore, but get the audio. Praise the Lord. Understand something. We're held together. Rather, uh, we're held in captivity by sin. It says whosoever committed sin is say is. Now, notice notice that Jesus uses a definite word there. Definite word. He said is not might be not maybe if you are committing sin. Now that word uh, committing there is a verb committeth is a verb uh, and it was translated in the present active participle, which means that this is currently happening active, meaning that the subject is the doer of the work. That person is currently doing this and participle means simply an ing ing. It's a it's an ongoing action. So if someone is a producer of sin, they're constantly producing it. This means that they are not in control, but sin is in control. Are you understanding? Now, I'm not sure how many of us would love to be uh, driving down the road or your, your car is in motion. Let's say the car is in motion, but you're in the back seat. That's horrifying. Patricia, that's horrifying. Your car is moving, you're in the back seat, and you don't know where it's going to go. Someone else, something else is in control of life. And when someone is, a, when someone is addicted to sin, sin is in control. Sin will make you steal from your mama. Cuss your daddy out. Say goodbye to your best friends. Make you cheat on your spouses. Sin. Are you hearing me? It's in control. And so, so here's the, here's the religious mindset. The religious mindset says that, hey, I can stop it anytime I want to. I can stop this anytime I want to. And the religious mind often tries to justify the things that are going on. Oh, let's go here. Holy Ghost, let's go here. Hallelujah. Let's go here. We can try to justify the wrong. I've known ministers, I've known pastors, and I'll say this because this is very popular in our society today, so I'll say it nice and loud and clear so that everybody hears it. There's this little thing, I don't want you to say the name because I don't want anybody to buy it or I'm not trying to endorse any product, but there's a thing you put into your TV and uh, people say, hey, get this and you can unlock it and you can get all these wonderful channels 
for free. You can get free HBO, free this and free that. All of a sudden, you know, it didn't come on there, but you can unlock it and you put in your TV and you can get all these wonderful channels absolutely free of charge. You are stealing. Go home, tear it up, throw it away. Hallelujah. That is theft. That is theft. Just because you can do it does not mean that you should do it. Hallelujah. I've known individuals to go to uh, when Blockbuster had their time and all this other stuff and they uh, rent those things and go home and duplicate them. They keep a copy for themselves and they return the thing to the store. That's stealing. That's theft. Let's stay right here. Let's stay right here. We're wondering why the devil is intruding in our families, intruding our homes. We're casting him out the front door, but he's coming right in in the back door. That's theft. That's stealing. You need to go home and throw away every copy you made. Throw it in the trash. I ain't going to do that. All right, then. I'm telling you that stealing. Why do you think they have those FBI warnings in front of every recording? Talks about the unauthorized duplication of this. <sighs> Praise Jesus. Are you hearing? That's theft. Go home and throw all of that away. Praise Jesus. The Lord's helping somebody because I'm getting heated up, deaconess. I'm getting heated up. I'm, I'm getting heated up. That's lying. That's cheating. Well, you can't inherit and you won't inherit. And we'll see this further on. You can't inherit or you won't inherit the full kingdom of God, your full sonship and maturity in the body of Christ by doing these things. There's a destiny that God has for you. And there's there's a straight road, a narrow road, not a crooked road. And it's very unfortunate that some people live their lives are so crooked when they die, they'll have to be screwed in the ground. And trying to serve Jesus at the same time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not right and it's not of God. God has called us to a higher standard of living. Hallelujah. Not living a double life. Hallelujah. We're trying to free you today. I like that movie. Free your mind. I'm trying to free your mind, Neo. I'm trying to free your mind. Because we can justify our actions. But if you can bring that action and take it to the throne of God and you know if you're looking at God in his face, you know he wouldn't receive it. But don't you know that he's looking you in your face right now? I enjoy I enjoy praying with y'all. But there are some things that are we can suffer unnecessarily. I'm forever thankful to Minister Nelson giving me, give me that terminology. Unnecessary suffering. We can suffer unnecessarily. By bringing, we cast the devil out. Devil, get out of my family. Get out of my home. Get out, get out, get out. And we kick him out the front, but again, he comes right around the side of the house and comes right back in the back door. Are you hearing? Why am I saying this? So I can sleep a little bit late at night and stop getting up and, oh, Lord Jesus, please, Jesus, please, Jesus. Somebody's got something going on. Yes, it's for you, but it's for me too. Hallelujah. Now let's get back in scripture. 
So again, Jesus said, this is a, this is a, a fact. If we're producing sin, you are its slave. In other words, it's in full control. There's a master servant relationship here. And Jesus talks about that in actually verse number 35. And it says, and the servant and servant is a nice word for slave. Okay, it says, and the servant abideth not in the house that is household forever, but the son abideth ever. Let me let's decode that phrase, that verse there. It's extremely powerful. And I want you to understand what it's saying. So again, Jesus describes a master slave relationship. He says the servant or that we can say the uh, slave abides not in the house forever. House is there. House means household, household, Uh, meaning a slave is not a legal part of the household, household family or the ruling family. Thus, in turn, he does not have the authority. A slave does not have the authority. He does not have the right, the privilege, the power or the ability to bind himself or to loose himself from his lifelong obligation to his master. A servant cannot go to another servant and say, hey, you free. Hey, you free. Hey, while while we at it, we're all free. It's like an inmate goes to another inmate in jail and says, hey, you're free, man. No, you free, buddy. They may even up. They may even have an open door. I mean, hey, somebody left the gate open and all of them run out and they ran out going, we're free. We're free. We're free. Woo. Until the jailer comes and brings them back. They were not free. Now, this is the case why the Lord says at the very end there, he said, if the son, which means there can be someone else that can make you free. But he said, if the son, Jesus said, if I do it, you will be free indeed. There's a difference in somebody leaving the gate open for you and you walk out. Hey, we're free. We're free. We're free. And then the police come and drag you back. Or there's a difference between that and the governor signing a pardon. He has legal authorization. He has the power and the privilege to set this person free, totally and completely free, free indeed. Hallelujah. Truly free. So who are those others that can make us free or that attempt to make us free? Drugs tries to make you free for a moment. Alcohol tries to make you free for a moment. Uh, this uh, uh, sexual perversion tries to make you free for a moment. You get out. Hey, we're free. But when you, oh, Lord, I ain't free. <sighs> because when you come back down off of the high, the problem says, hey, we miss you. Come on. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's still there. And we go on these things. I'm going to do this and I'm going to feel better. I'm going to do that and I'm going to feel better. I'm going to do this and I'm going to feel better. And all, and it doesn't make you feel better. You're not free indeed. Only the son can make you free indeed. Somebody's really getting this today. So again, a slave cannot tell another slave that you are free. Well, they can tell them, but it's not going to be the truth. Just like you can't free yourselves. 
Are you hearing? So again, the lies, the lies of religion or the lies of the religious uh, cultural mindset, religion, or we can say when religion intersects with the cultural mindset, uh, it bursts a lie. And this lie says, well, you can be made free from sin anytime you want to. You can stop doing it anytime you want to. These destructive things, you can stop it. You can stop watching this nasty stuff on TV. You can stop it. You can stop it anytime you want to. How many of us have had something bad and destructive in our lives and we've tried to stop it, but we may have stopped it for a minute, but it really wasn't stopped. It was simply paused. But then after it went right back. Anybody had that before? I can't get nobody to talk to me online community. Anybody had that before? You paused it. You didn't stop it. You paused it. Only Jesus can hit the stop button. Are you hearing? One man got pulled over uh, by a policeman and uh, he was going. uh, He stopped at a a stop sign there and uh, the police noticed that he didn't uh, stop correctly. He didn't stop completely. And so the police pulled him over and the uh, the driver, he told the driver to get out the car and the, and the driver said, hey, I stopped. The policeman said, no, you didn't stop. You you slowed down a bit. He said, what's the difference? What's the, the man said, what's the difference? So now this is a uh, it's probably not a true story. So don't anybody go crazy. He said, what's the difference? So he pulled out his nightstick and began to hit the guy. Now, do you want me to stop or slow down? What's the difference, stopping or slowing down? There's a big difference between the two. Now, I'm in fa- I back the blue, okay? I back the blue. That was just, just something for you to understand. Hallelujah. I love our local police and praise Jesus. But I'm just giving you an example. So no hate mail, please. Praise the Lord. Are you understanding? All right. So, but here's the thing. It says we can, the religious mind, social mind says I can stop this anytime I want to. And then, and then there's a thing of I can do, if I do a lot of good works, that will make up for all the bad I've done eventually wiping out the slate wiping the slate clean i can go if i can if i can do enough good i'll be good or or if 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 i can pray enough if i can go to church enough you know if i can just do these things and eventually you know i'll i'll be free from it i'll be free from it but again jesus said if the son make you free if i make you free jesus said if i make you free you'll be free indeed and not just on paul's Many of us have sin on Paul's. We're not delivered from it. It's just paused. Like the men all pause. What are you laughing about? Well, here we go. Praise the Lord. I would sing it, but I'm not right now. So again, uh, there is no amount of work that a slave can do to be free. You can't work yourself out of it. You have to be made free. And we are made free. Jesus makes it clear. He said that um, the slave is made free. Look at verse. Look at that verse again. Let's look at it again. It says, verse 35, the servant or the slave abides not in the house forever, 
or yeah, forever that talks about the authority. The slave does not have authority to free himself. But it says, but the son abideth ever. In other words, the son does have authority. The son is a part of, a, of the legal body of the family. The son talks about sonship, meaning that he has been raised up in the house and has been given official authority by the father to bind or to loose. So he said, if I, that has been given official authority by my father, bind and loose. If I loose you, you are loosed. Make sense? Now, how is Jesus, again, able to, uh, or how are we going to be made free from this? Because understand something. The sin uh, that we're in, it holds us, it can hold you by, I would say, um, dark chains of lies and deception. Sin can hold on by dark chains of lies and deception. Now, when I say sin, I don't want us to think of, just think about somebody, you know, doing something horribly wrong. Sin is simply missing the mark, falling short. And we've missed, can anybody agree with me that we've missed the mark quite a number of times? Missed the mark. And when you miss, praise Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And when we miss the mark, sometimes on a daily basis. You know, it can bring other destructive things in our lives. Amen. Amen. Missing the mark doesn't always have to be where you go into some club somewhere. It could be you failed to pray. You failed to get in your word. You failed to commune with God. It's not always something you did, but sometimes it's something that you didn't do that you should have done. And we can be a slave to sin, a slave to this simply because... You know, we have not been made free indeed. It is a choice to either allow Christ to free you or for you to try to free yourself. So many of us were still in some things because we've tried to free ourselves. But again, slave can't free a slave. Are you hearing? So how is Jesus able to free us? We're going to look at two of these things that we're going to close out for today. Um, Jesus will, he will free you. And the title of today's message is, um, Jesus has made me free. Jesus has made me free. Say that with me. Jesus has made me free. Hallelujah. There are two ways that the Lord's going to make you free. One uh, is that uh, he's going to mature you through sonship. Mature you through sonship. Let's look at Galatians, the first uh, Galatians, the fourth chapter, Galatians four verses one through seven. This is so powerful because it speaks directly to John eight. Are you ready? Listen to what it says in verse number one. Now I say, uh, uh, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Stop there for a second. The heir that is okay. Let's say your daddy is a king. Okay. You are a rightful uh, prince, princess, and you are growing up in the house. Okay. They are the rightful. You are the next one. Let's, let's, let's deal with you. You are the next one on the throne. Okay. But until you reach a certain age, 
You don't have authority. The only authority that you have is one of a servant. Even though all this country will be yours one day. But until you become mature, you have the authority of a servant. You're nothing better than a servant in so many words, as far as authority is concerned. Look at that. Look at verse number one again. It says uh, the heir, uh, as long as he is a child, as long as the child. Now, the word child means someone that uh, really someone that is not fed on the word of God. Someone that has not uh, gone through the process of development. Someone that is not yet mature. Now, we are all heirs. But we have the uh, choice of becoming mature or, or staying immature. And you become mature in the things of God by feasting on his word, by continuing in his word, by being exposed to truth, coming into an intimate fellowship with him. This matures you. You can tell the difference between someone who is in the word of God and let's say they're in church and they're, they're feeding on the word of God and they're, they're praying when storms come to their lives, they're more stable. I'm not saying they don't cry or cry out, but they're more stable. They're more like that palm tree. When the wind blows, it bends, but it doesn't break. Versus someone who is not in the word of God, who does not know the promises of God, hasn't spent time with the Lord, doesn't he know the only prayer they know is now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. They don't know how to commune with God. So when the storms of life come, they just. But they stay on the ground a little bit longer. You see that? It just blew me over. The thing's trying to do to get a point across. <clears throat> but you understand what I'm saying, right? Maturity level. Maturity level. And how you become mature in the things of God, you're going to have to feast on the word of God. Get in his word and commune with his spirit. So for those that allow themselves to get into God's word and uh, and really commune with the Holy Spirit, you will begin to develop. You will begin to mature. And really, we'll all mature through the things through the things that we go through. Are you hearing? So it says as long as he is a child. Grab a hold. Makes me want to put my leg out. As long as he is a child, differeth nothing from a servant or from a slave. Though he be Lord of all, though you have all this great power and authority in Christ, as long as you are a child and immature believer, you don't have the authority that you should have. Verse number two, but is under, but he or she is under tutors and governors until, say until, until of the time appointed of the father. Now, tutors or governors talks about guardians and guardians really talks about the system of law, the system of law, the system of do's and don'ts. Uh, and this person really, until they grow in Christ, 
The only way they know God, the only way they know him is uh, someone that is a God of wrath. And if I mess up, he going to get me. That's the only way they know God. God is punishing me. God is sending this on me. God is sending that on me. Why? Because I didn't do this or because I didn't do that. That's the only way. That, that's the only way a child under governors and tutors. That's the only way they know God. Because a babysitter is only there to keep you uh, while mom and dad is away. And the only thing the babysitter is going to do is tell you, don't do this and don't do that. Don't do this. Stop crying. Stop jumping on the furniture. Stop. Don't don't put your hand in the fire. Come on. Don't do this. Don't do that. Come on. It's time for you to go to bed. Don't you stop this. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. That's all they know. So to them, God is like that. Someone that is looking at me who is is ready to hit me when I do something wrong. They're still under governors and tutors. They have not known God as father, as loving father, tender and kind and merciful. To them, he is a God of wrath and punishment. And when I do right, he rewards me. That's governor and tutors. Are you hearing? Oh, y'all mighty quiet today. Praise the Lord. So again, if a great picture of this is in um, Psalm 103, verse 7. Look at this. Great picture of this. Psalm 103, verse 7 says, He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the, unto the children of Israel. Moses knew his ways. Children of Israel only saw his acts. They didn't know him. To them, when they did wrong, here comes a fiery serpent. To them, when they did wrong, uh, here come the earth is going to open up and swallow. To them, when they cried out too much, uh, you won't meet. I'm going to give you so much meat. It's going to come out of your nose. Quails, come on down. You, you want to eat? Yeah, here's some manna. You're going to have so much manna. You're going to, you know, I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, because they didn't, they didn't want to know him as loving father. They didn't want to know him as loving God. They told Moses, you talk to him. You, you speak for us to him. We'll stay here. Whatever he says, that's what we'll do. Because, and so they welcomed, they welcomed a religious system. They said, whatever he says, that is what we will do. Whatever he says, that is what we do. They gave Moses the honor of knowing his ways, but them, they only knew his acts. And this is what's bothering us and troubling us today. We don't really know him because we have not allowed ourselves to become mature. Now, let's look back at this verse again, and we're beginning to close out today. Anybody get anything out of this today? Oh, there's so very much. Verse 3 says, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. A child is in bondage to the elements of this world, meaning a child... Uh, does not have the authority uh, to handle what comes against it. When we were children, speaking naturally, you did not have authority to handle those things that were coming against you. But when you became a, when you became an adult, then you knew better how to handle yourself. 
We said this before. When you were a child, when something was under the bed, you cried out, Mommy, Daddy, a monster's under my bed. A monster's under my bed. But as an adult, when you think something's over your bed, under your bed, you reach over your nightstand, and you get a gun. Bang, bang, bang. Well, it's dead now. I hope you don't live in an upstairs apartment. But you understand what we're talking about. You handle things differently. You handle things differently when you're older and when you're more mature. When you're settled. When you begin to know who you are and what authority you have. Does that make sense to you? So look again at verse number three. It says, even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. So what is this telling us? If you allow yourself to stay immature in the things of God, you will remain in bondage. Even though you have the power of Christ at your disposal. Even though you carry the name of Jesus, even though you can speak to God and the father will answer you still in bondage because you've not allowed yourself to become mature by eating the word of God. You've not allowed yourself to become mature by spending quality time in his presence. And so when the trouble comes, we are blown away. Somebody is really understanding this today. Verse number four, it says, but when I love this, say, but when, but when the fullness of time was come. All right. Look at this. God sent forth his son. Now, remember in verse number two, it says, but is under tutors and governors until the time. In other words, there is a time that God says he's already set when he knows that you will be a matured daughter or son of God, a mature child of God. And when that time of maturity is complete, he releases full authority to you. Now, in Jewish culture, what a father would do with his son, uh, he would take him once he knew his son was fully developed and uh, could run the family business. He would take that son into a marketplace And he would announce to the marketplace, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Somebody's heard that phrase before. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, meaning that he can now run the family business. His words are like mine. Do what he says, which was exactly what the father said to Jesus, right? And so looking, and so again, it says, look at verse number four. It says, but when the fullness of time was come, when God said, now it's ready. Now you're ready, Christ. Now you're ready, Jesus. God sent, the father sent his son made made of a woman um, made under the law. Verse number five, to redeem them that were under the law. That's us. He sent a fully matured son that could speak for the father and the authority of the father to create change. Are you hearing? 
to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive adoption of sonship or rather of sons in other words so that we could become true heirs true sons of God fully matured sons of God to walk in the power and the authority of our father like our elder brother the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah to no longer be a slave of sin no longer be be bound to the beggarly elements to the elements of this world no longer be confined but we can rise above it hallelujah to no longer be in bondage to poverty no way from that sickness or disease or, or, or depression or anxiety or fear we can become fully matured sons and rise high above that hallelujah but the only thing stopping us is not the holy spirit it's us our refusal to become mature in Christ. How do you become mature? By eating that word, digesting that word, and spending time in his presence. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at verse number six. It says, and because ye are sons, God have sent forth his, God has sent forth the spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, uh, of his son into your hearts crying Abba Father verse 7 wherefore thou art no more a servant no more a slave but a son and if a son then an heir of God through Christ so our inheritance we are inheriting God We are inheriting Christ. We are inheriting the spirit of God. What does that mean? I thought I was going to be inheriting silver and gold. Well, you can keep all that cheap stuff. Hallelujah. Let me inherit God. Hallelujah. Because if I've got God, I've got everything. Hallelujah. I can overcome any and every obstacle when the Lord is on my side. Remember, greater is he who's within us than he that is in the world. The greater one is on the inside of us. The great El Shaddai, the great shepherd and bishop of our souls. He which is, which was, and which is to come. The great almighty God resides on the inside of us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are inheriting God. But what will stop your inheritance? Your refusal to become mature. Your refusal to digest the word of God. But pastor, I don't understand it. Read it anyway. Hallelujah. But pastor, when I get in there, when I get in there to pray, you know, I don't know what to say. Sit there until you get something to say. Hallelujah. Are you hearing? I don't know all the Bible. Take your Bible and just start getting into it. Or else you will still be subject to the elements of this world. There is a time coming before the Lord Jesus comes and rapture his church. I know this with all my heart. I can speak this prophetically. When the matured sons of God will stand forth. The Bible says that all creation is groaning, groaning and waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Sons of God, those that have been born in the house and aren't, I believe many of you declare that you are born again. You are born in the house and now you are maturing in the house. But before you mature in the house, you have no great authority, although you have all. 
only thing that stops your growth and development is your refusal to get in his word and refusal to get into his presence. You want power and great authority? Become mature. Spend time with him. Let him talk to you. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. Oh my God, there is so much. So much. I told you there were two ways that Jesus was going to make us free. One, he was going to mature us. And secondly, uh, Jesus will take away sin's power over your life. Let me show you this very quickly. Let's go to second, first Corinthians 15, verse six, first Corinthians 15, verse six, verse 56, rather. And I promise you, I'm going to do something for you that the devil won't do. I'm going to leave you alone. Gordon got it. I've had this for you on the um, King James Version, New King James. Let's, let's, let's look at how it reads. It says, the sting of death is sin, uh, the King James. Uh, the strength of sin is the law. Uh, New Living Translation says, for sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. Long and short, we're going to close out here today. We said that a person, Jesus said in John 8 again, whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. Sin holds us because it has power. But it's empowered by law. And when Jesus forgives you of your sin and he takes the law out of the way by nailing it to the cross, this is what the father did. He took away the handwriting of uh, the, the, the ordinances and the laws that were against you. He nailed it to the cross. Sin no longer has power because the strength of sin is law. I have to, we'll have to go over it fully the next time. But know this, that Jesus has made you free because he robbed sin. He took sin's power away. This microphone is running on batteries right now. If I take the batteries out, the microphone ceases to work. Although it still has its form and its shape. And to some, it looks terrifying. Really? Here's the mic. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I don't want that. Right? To some, the mic is terrifying. But if I take the batteries out, it lose, it lost its power. Jesus has effectively taken the power away from sin making you and I free as he dealt with the law he fulfilled the law and brought in grace and truth now we're no longer subject to the law but you can put yourself right back under it and be enslaved all over again we'll finish this next time I pray you've heard the word of God today then if you have give the Lord a mighty hand of praise hallelujah Let's clap our hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. 
And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.